Star Wars meets Platoon. Fearless Fred presents Mud 79, a fan-made Star Wars story like you've never heard before. At 17, Solomon Kwai joins the Imperial Army, becoming part of the Galactic War Machine. But will he survive? Get down! Lead the way and list today. Fearless Fred presents Mud 79, a fan-made Star Wars story. Available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your favorite podcast. Welcome back to the Capes and Tights podcast right here on capesandtights.com. I'm your host, Justin Soderberg. We are in now the TMNT week here at the podcast where we're going to talk the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and so much more this week right here on capesandtights.com. First up, we have Steve Levine, legendary comic book creator, artist, letterer, colorer, inker, penciler for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, Steve was the first hire to come on board outside of Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, the co-creators of the Turtles back in the mid-1980s. Uh, Steve has been working in the, on the Turtles in various roles and various things over the years. He was kind enough to take time out of his busy schedule to come on the podcast here to chat the Turtles and so much more right here on TMNT Week on the Capes and Tights podcast. So before we get started, subscribe, rate, review, all those things on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all your major podcasting platforms, as well as follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all those social media, new social media things like Blue Sky and, and Threads and all that stuff. So follow us out there. Uh, but this is Steve Levine, legendary TMNT creator, uh, letterer, artist, whatever you want to call him, here on the podcast. Enjoy, everyone. Welcome to the podcast, Steve. How are you this morning? I am doing very well, Justin. Doing very well. Thank you very much for taking some time, like I mentioned before we started recording, to talk about this. But, uh, you know, it's TMNT. It's We're talking some uh, some turtles. I feel like you talk a lot of turtles over the past, what, 30, 40 years? Yeah, it's actually approaching 40. Yeah. 40, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know what? It, it, be, because it feels like you're talking about family, yeah. you know? You know, it's been that long and, and, and it feels like that. So it's nice. That's good. That's awesome. It's one of those things that I, I've talked to other people about turtles. Uh, ben Bishop, uh, I talked to yeah. uh, Matias Santaluco about it and so on and so forth. And they have obviously other projects, but it's like you're pretty much synonymously known for, with turtles. Like it's like Steve Levine is a turtles dude. Like, <laughs> like you had other stuff that you've done, but like, let's be honest. Your names go hand in hand with turtles. I went as far point. as to go with the whole hairline and everything just so I could look more like them. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, that's the funny thing in, in, in doing cons over the years. And it, it, it does seem funny when you uh, sit next to somebody who uh, I, I won't call them printmakers, but haven't really worked professionally, but they draw everything on the planet and, and people come up to your table and all they sit, they go like, oh, all you draw is turtles. It kind of feels like a little slap in the face. Yeah. Like, I can draw all those characters. I just this is what I do, you know. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you met uh, you met Kevin uh, Kevin Eastman, co-creator uh, with Peter Laird in high school. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Kevin and I, Kevin and I went to high school together. Yeah, we spent a lot of time in the art room and getting in trouble after school and stuff like that. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Right here in Maine, right? Yes, here in beautiful Maine. Here in beautiful yes. Maine. Yeah, Westbrook. Westbrook. That, yeah, is it's the, a, that is the motherland now for, you know, for us. Yeah. Or originally for me. Yeah. And then think about it now, too. I mean, like I mentioned Ben earlier, Ben's creating turtles right out of Westbrook, Maine now, too. Exactly. Yeah. It's very funny. Uh, I, uh, first time I went up to visit Ben in, in his studio, it's actually my dad uh, worked for Sebago Moth making shoes. 
that was a warehouse for them. So as a kid, I used to be in that building all the time going to get <laughs> stuff with him. And, and uh, I just, it kind of was weird going in there the first time to visit Ben, but now Joe's Malky and yeah, yep. Ben and everybody's kind of, it makes me feel like I want to go up to Westbrook. It's going to be too far of a commute for me. So. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I say like Ben's uh, studio is bigger than my, my house. And I just, Ben's I don't know if it needs to be. I give him shit. Yeah, you're I good. Give him crap. Uh, all the time because it's literally one person and his new studio is even bigger than his last <laughs> studio. And it, and we had eight guys at Mirage in our yep. old factory space. And we had probably now half of the space that Ben has for only Ben. Yep. So we'll just leave it at that. That's fine. You know, he's got, he's got to have room to skate around on a skateboard. And you know what? I'll we, tell you what. Had, we had a basketball hoop. We had a, oh, really? we had the turtle arcade machine. So there's no excuses. Ben's just gonna, he just has a bigger presence. Hey, those bitch boxes take up a lot of space, hey, okay? He, he does have a cult. He does have a cult, <laughs> you know, so we never had a cult. <laughs> well, a cult following, per se, over the years, but like... Right, but so, not, not, not a group of 40-year-old men that would kill for us, so that's kill. a different animal. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I did see, the, did you see the uh, trailer for the new Turtles documentary? That's coming out. I actually put it up yesterday. Isaac, uh, yeah, yeah. Isaac yeah. asked me to 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 throw it to a few people. I threw it to the Cool Kids Club and yeah. uh, as many people, and told them, please share, share, share. You know, so that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I was just saying, like, I, I was like surprised watching that little trailer, and all of a sudden, I know where Benzel face popped up. I was like, wait, wait, hold on a second. He's gotten to the point where now he's in documentaries. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think that they went well. It was funny because uh, when Isaac, I shot that during COVID, yeah. So they were shoot, they were sending the camp camera around and i'm it was kind of like i'm in my studio but ben's you know get this nice side shot you know i'm like man he knows what he's doing i i, I gotta i'm like tight close up on me i look like i'm eating the camera you know and it, it's just funny <laughs> but no i'm very excited about that um you know because the first one yeah was such a i mean I, you've seen it i'm assuming yes i've seen yes i have yeah and there's quite a few shots of me walking into a camera as peach filming uh, at different times and my it was always so strange because i always thought why are you videotaping this for nobody you know it, it makes no sense at all this is not where nobody's gonna care you know and then when it when the documentary came out i i literally had to you know tell Pete i'm like i i'm so happy you always had a camera going, you know, yeah. I said, Hey, you get to see my hair disappear. Um, and B, uh, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a nice little, you know, you think you remember everything and then you see something and go, Oh yep. yeah, I forgot about that. Oh yeah, that was really fun. That time we did that, you know? So, uh, looking forward to the new one. Uh, I know they had more footage of us. Yeah. Uh, that's why Isaac reached out to me to see if, you know, he could, uh, ask some questions about, some older footage and stuff like that and i was happy to do it it's funny though because like i feel like it's a lot i hate to say easy because it's not easy to make a documentary in the first place but e it's going to be easier for people 20 30 years from now to make documentaries about things that are happening today because we do have so much more uh it's, you know quick photos and images and, and videos and selfies and all that stuff from yeah. nowadays so finding all that information is probably going to be fairly easy to do <laughs> Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, it is very true. You know, like I even old photos, you know, every once in a while someone will put one up and I'm just happy that someone scanned it and now <laughs> put it up. So I have a copy of it because yeah, you know, it, it's funny to see. And again, not everybody had cameras back in the day. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I remember most, a lot of the pictures showing up as Kevin bought a camera mm -hmm. and not a nice camera, just wanted to take pictures. And, you know, early videos were rented VHS camera, you know, cause no one could afford one. 
I think it was a San Diego con that allowed uh, the the uh, Mirage Studios or Pete to actually have a video camera uh, <laughs> and start recording stuff that nobody should ever see. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you, you join you join the ranks and, and, and were were brought on as an illustrator or as a letterer first. Is that correct? So yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so Kevin was doing the lettering in all the early issues, and I know he hated it. Uh, <laughs> and when we got together just after the first issue came out, he gave me a copy of the first issue, and uh, he had moved back to the Portland area for a little bit and was working. Actually, I think. So issue two, he was working on Raphael because that came out before yeah. issue three. Um, and we were kind of hanging out again. And and, uh, and he just kind of said, hey, what do you, I was working a good job. And my parents knew Kevin. Uh, so when I was at, Kevin asked me to, to join. You know, my parents thought I was a little bit of an idiot. Um, you're going where with Eastman? <laughs> you know, one of those things. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, and of course, it turned out great. But uh, I, I, my thought was, hey, I'm at a place where I can always get another job. I can never, this is a one chance. If it lasts a year, I'll come back to Maine and I'll work a different job. You know, if it lasts two years, uh, you know, whatever happens. We thought five years would have been amazing, you know. Mm -hmm. So I uh, hate to, the number now is way beyond what we could even imagine. But uh, yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So when, so when I joined as a playmate for Kevin and as the letterer, uh, it was fun because me and Kevin, you know, had an apartment together. Uh, you know, Pete was already married to his wife, Janine. So it was kind of, uh, it was perfect. It was great. We had a lot of fun in the early days. And then Jim, that's where Jim ended up joining the studio when mm -hmm. we were out here in Connecticut. Um, and uh, yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. It was more fun than we'd like to admit. Uh, there was a lot of stupid, fun, fun, dumb, stupid fun going on. You know, not I... anything dangerous, you know, like... Uh, I don't know if you remember the disc guns. They have like yes. little disc. So we would have disc gun wars in our, our, so mine and Kevin's apartment after we'd be just cleaning like buckets of discs up. Cause we <laughs> actually, I think Pete came up with an idea that you could add on a clip, take a clip from another gun to make the stretch out the spring and you could have twice the discs in one gun. <laughs> That's how insane it got. And it was just kind of in between working and doing the, you know, uh, you know, Pete and Kevin doing the office, you know, like business stuff. I, the office was my bedroom. Mm -hmm. uh, it was the back, you know, kind of back room because uh, there's only one bedroom apartment. So we created a, a bed space for me. Uh, it was nice. It was a lot of fun. We, again, it was, uh, it was more fun. I don't think there was a stage of it that it wasn't fun. Yeah. You know? And it's one of those things that's funny how the fandom for, for, for TMNT started people were like really anxious to see it at the very beginning. And then it kind of dipped for a little bit, uh, you know, a number of years ago. And it's like, I think it's at all time high right now uh, with all the stuff that's coming out with the, the new movie from Seth Rogen and, and obviously the yeah. last Ronin and what we're on a hundred issue, 141 of the current ongoing series, uh, which is pretty insane. Uh, I got some talented people working on that. Uh, yes. Going on 40 years and crazy thing to think about that. You probably had no idea back in, you know, in the mid eighties, uh, that this was going to go this far, this long, I, I can imagine. No, no, like I said, I, I mean, I think I've heard Kevin and Pete say it, and I think I, I will echo it, you know, five years would have been incredible. Mm -hmm. You know, that's without even thinking about the toys happening or anything like that, but that that's, you know, again, that that's a different animal, but just doing the book even as long before the toys hit and what was happening and how popular the book was, still, you know, crazy, crazy, crazy when you think about all that. Um and yeah, I mean, it's it's 40 next year. Mm -hmm. It'll be 39 for me. Yeah. You know, so that that's insane. Uh, 
you know, it 40 sounds crazy too, but I mean, in, 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 when it comes to the popularity, yeah. I mean, well, you figure it's, it, it's multi-generational now, mm. you know, we, we've got, you know, we've got the, you know, you know, grandfather <laughs> that probably read the black and white book who raised his daughter or son on, on turtles who are now raising their kids on, on the newer versions of the turtles. So, I mean, I've had that come up to the table once, you know, mm -hmm. like where I read the book and I turned my son on and this is his daughter and she's a big, you know, and I was like, whoa, mind blowing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and again, that's, so when you think about that and everybody has their version of them, you know, cause they really mm -hmm. never really, you know, if you were a fan of the eighties, you're like, well, there was nothing in the nineties and I didn't really know about yeah. There's nothing till the movie. You know, and you're like, no, 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 no. There was a 90s series, you know, there was, I mean, the 2K series, there was, yep. you know. So they were kind of ongoing and everybody has their version. You know, that was their time period they were watching. And so it's crazy, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm it's... really looking forward to the new movie. I, I, I am too. I, I am ah. over the writing, the little scenes I've seen have have done my heart way better joy than the other two movies combined if you took yes. any good scenes out of those yes. and tried to make a, a, something that you go oh that was so much fun ah, done you know so I, and so i'm very much so looking forward to this one in the in the it just looks like a, it looks like a blast Plus, it looks like the, the animation style is really cool. It's that new, uh, like a different style of animation. Plus, guess yeah. what? The the turtles are being played by teenagers. Who are I know. I? I know. I know. <laughs> it's um, it is mind blowing. I, I, I and again, <laughs> it makes so much more sense. I, you know, like I, I hate to be, you know, because we've always had to defend them. You yes. know, it, to a certain degree. I mean, we have our hatred. Mm -hmm. You know, there's certain things I do not like. Uh, you know, I really did not like the first, you know, uh, new gigantic mm -hmm. turtle movie, the Shrek Hulks, as I yes. call them. Uh, yes. Uh, and in the second one was slightly better. You know, I mean, I didn't mind the Kevin Munro's uh, 2003. That was kind yep. of fun. I, I again, it would have. I, I do dig that the, the teenagers are voicing teenagers. Mm -hmm. That makes so much sense. I mean, that's why I think the 20, even though it wasn't teenagers, the 2012 yes. series. I thought had a had a good voice cast that sounded a lot younger, um, you know, uh, especially Greg Sykes, you know, like being Michelangelo. Mm -hmm. I, I was like, oh, he's uh, that's perfect. You know, he's got that perfect voice. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm really looking forward to it. And like you said, the art style, digging it, um, loving the uh, the kind of painted, animated style. It's just it's it's. I'm just happy that it's not like it reminds me a little bit of. Um, I mean, not in in style, but in the creativeness of the spider-verse yes yes you know, when and I that, watch and that, like this is animation at its best you know right here this is like it's hitting on all cylinders and i kind of dig what they did with this like the characters are just so over the top and so well done all the all the mutants and stuff and of course crazy cast yes. of voice actress you know uh so yeah i mean we're uh, i'm very excited unfortunately it doesn't look like there's going to be a premiere because of uh, of the strike, which is mm -hmm. hey, I'm I, I'm all with the actors yep. and writers on, on that thing, but um, uh, yeah, you know, I, we were looking forward to hopefully going to a premiere. Uh, I even I have uh, I'm just gonna I won't open them up, but I have I got a gift uh, from my friend. Oh, oh yeah, Tom, Tom Bullman. Uh, I got to shoot a little video. Maybe I'll do it. You know what? 
Is there any way if I open these up in front of you, you can you can send me a little snippet of this? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, because I get to share it with Tom. So, hey, Tom, it's me, Steve. I'm in the middle of a podcast, and I'm opening up my Mutant Mayhem Bull Airs to show people. Um, the box I itself know, is amazing. <laughs> you, Tom, does the, the most amazing things. Uh, this is a little congratulation things on the on the new movie that kind of came along with it. Um, and these are, I'm so looking forward to these. I, I only saw them in sketch form. So, oh my God, he never disappoints. He never disappoints. Check these out. So these, wow. uh, they have, uh, like a little, what, okay, they always have a cool inner soul. The inner soul is like ooze, but you can see it's got the, uh, these have Raphael yeah. and Leo on them. And of course this one will have. Mikey and Donnie. They've got little details here. You get the little Nickelodeon wow. logo and the Mutant Mayhem on the back here. Wow. And there's a little TMNT carved into the leather on the front here. They're just amazing. Tom does amazing work. And Tom, you know, people need to reach out to Nickelodeon and tell them Tom has the license, but he's not producing these. Unfortunately, I think Adidas took the, the, the big license away. But Bull Airs needs to have the license. They're just beautiful. They're just amazing. I mean, I won't keep it. I'm done with this. Tom, that was for you. Here you go. Bull Airs, <laughs> buy them. Check them out online. Bull Airs. All right. I'm sorry about that, Justin. I mean, to run no, you're good. In the middle, in That's the middle great. Here, I, they're I, they're know, like stunning. Said, they're insane. They're insane. And, uh, you know, like, I, I uh, sorry, I'm going to step off to the side for a second. Uh, I, uh, I have to say, you know, we've become good friends with Tom. Uh, and uh, and I'm I, and, and at Grand State this year we're going to be dropping a pair of sneakers together, um, based on um, the uh, art I did for the Turtle Arcade Two game where they're breaking oh, yeah. through the brick wall and skateboards. So there'll be a, there'll be a set of sneakers that will will have a pair to show and people will be order be able to order them at Grand State this year. Um, very awesome. excited about that. That's there September thirteenth to the fifteenth. Is that right? Yeah, somewhere around ah, there. I'm gonna say yes it. to you. <laughs> I, <laughs> that sounds great. That sounds great. I talked to uh, Matthias too, and yeah, fifteenth through the seventeenth. That's what it is. Fifteenth through the seventeenth of September uh, in in Manchester, New Hampshire, at Granite Con, which is kind of like a, a, a turtles convention in disguise. Uh, it if you think totally it. <laughs> was last year. It totally was last year, and it will be this year. I, I've actually, uh, fingers crossed. Um, I've been kind of talking with Ken Matroni, uh, and he's out on the West Coast, and he mm -hmm. is supposedly going to lock it down after San Diego. Um, he knew he's doing San Diego, so hopefully we'll get our, our boy Ken out there for all of you fans that have not been able to get out that way to see Ken. Mm -hmm. He doesn't do a lot of shows, so um, anyone who grew up with the Adventure Series knows Ken's stuff, and Ken's a god. That's awesome. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. That'd be awesome if you can have him come. Um, but you mentioned the, the the video game. And one of the cool things I think that, you know, in your history with the Turtles is that you had the ability not only to help on the comics uh, side of things, but you also were doing artwork for Playmates and for the video game stuff and all that stuff too. So like your artwork expands further than just, uh, you know, the pages of the comic book and things like that. That must have been such a, a thrill to be able to do that and have toys with, like, the bar. Like, was this, I don't remember what ones you do, but I had this one right here. Is this an old one that you had? I don't. I found this at a box somewhere. Oh, funny. 
I don't know. Is this a Playmates one? I'm pretty sure it's a Playmates one. It looks like a Playmates sure. one. Yeah. 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 Um, I funny thing about this story about this quick one is uh, my I wanted this for my toy thing here, but knowing my two year old son would come up and grab it and take it. So there was two of them. So I bought him one <laughs> so that go. he would have his own version of it. And uh, I had to find the one that was better for him. That was like less sticky. I don't know. Don't know why they were sticky, but they're old. Um, yeah, they're old. Sometimes that happens. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you have you had the ability to do other things other than the comic stuff. Like you were able to about draw turtles for the broad range of turtles things that came. Yeah. yeah it's so funny because i you know like i i um you know letter letter then i i did the graph painted graphic novels because mm -hmm. you know kevin and pete the uh, first comic collected those uh so when uh as that progressed and when they they became the pizza eating cowabunga turtles mm -hmm. as i like to call them uh yeah it was very exciting because my art style was never really i never wanted to be a comic book guy mm -hmm. i i was a i love to draw but more of a Disney, Warner Brothers, Mad Magazine guy, you know, if I, my world would have, I would have blew my mind to work for Mad, you know, that would have been my thing. Uh, but again, being thrust into the, the comic world, I got a good lesson from Kevin and Pete, you know, instantly about comics and I knew, not like I was oblivious to him, I just really wasn't a comic guy. Mm -hmm. um, so again, working on the graphic novel, I worked on the first one with Kevin. When the second one came about, they didn't want anybody, they didn't like the other two colorists that worked on it. So I, in assisting Kevin, you know, I mean, I had a good, pretty good grasp of color, which is fine. They asked me to do the second one on my own. Dumb enough not to say no. <laughs> I did, you know, I did, oh yeah, I can do it, you know. Uh, and that continued through all of those. And then I was doing covers occasionally on the regular series. But then when Tales came along, I was painting all the covers and lettering mm -hmm. Tales and the regular book and all that. Again, just dumb enough to say no, yes to everything. Uh, and when they, when they became the, the, you know, the cartoon was coming along, Kevin and Pete reached out to me. I So I did like the first couple of pieces uh, for like a bop bag, mm -hmm. you know, and a couple of other things myself. And I hated my inking. Uh, so luckily Ryan Brown is an amazing inker mm -hmm. and we teamed up and we, so we started doing the, you know, as much as we could do in-house, uh, you know, we we would offer them, a, a, you know, each product, you know, hey, you don't have to go through the approval process. It will save you time. And this is free computers. So saving time is an amazing thing. Yes. Uh, and of course, you know, it would be free proof because we're drawing it in house. So it'd be exactly what they want by the people who draw it all the time. So uh, that was a lot of fun. And, and again, yeah, we just it opened uh, it opened me up to drawing a lot more, which was great, you know, and, and designing some toys. But unfortunately, you know, like I think Every time I look like, oh, I was really designing toys. And all of a sudden, Ryan's designing all the toys and everybody else's. And I'm like, why? Why wasn't I doing that? I was there. Why? And then I remember they had three kids. I was yes. the only one I was having. Me and Jim Lawson were having kids at that time. So all the other guys were not having kids. And then their kids were toys. They were hanging on peg hooks. Um, so, yeah, it was, a lot, and again, a lot of fun. And, and we just, it, it, again, there is no version of, of I say we had a lot of fun and I feel like I'm 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 throwing that at you, puking it out every five seconds, but it was. Mm -hmm. It was, you know. I mean it, it was just you couldn't the they, the guys owned the company. You yes. know, so we weren't we weren't dealing with, you know, like a corporation stopping us every time we took a step in the wrong direction, you know. They they let us go in the wrong direction a little ways and then pull us back and go okay mm -hmm. everything up to this point was really cool we like what you did there and then go this way that was it yeah you know? so um, 
yeah, you know, so again, that's why, you know, we, we just had a really different story than I think a lot of artists and creators out there unless, you know, they had the same experience that Kevin and Pete did, but, uh, mm. you know, or we did there. It was wonderful. It sounds like it too. And it's like one of those things. It's like, I don't know. I feel like when someone talks about like franchises, there's like, you know, your Marvel, your DCs and all that stuff. Then you have like Star Wars. And then there's like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is like its own thing. And it's crazy how that has become that way. Like when you look at certain websites that cover different pop culture things, it's like if you drop down menu, it's literally like, you know, Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Walking Dead. And then it's like TMNT. And it's just crazy that it's grown to that level uh in this point in, in in think the fact that there's michael bay i mean how much i know that we've talked about it a second ago but like those movies weren't our favorite but they also had a budget that was astronomical which is crazy to think about uh yeah, compared to like yeah. what the 90s movies were like and to think that someone in a studio somewhere was willing to say we're gonna put this much money towards a movie uh based on these four teenage turtles uh it's just four absolutely boys that live in the sewer Yes. yes. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's it's insane that someone put that much money towards it. The fact that this 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 self-published first comic book uh, back in the 80s, it was turned into a multi-million dollar, billion dollar franchise is absolutely insane. And, and the fact that you've been able to do along the lines and say over the years, you've been obviously involved, not involved, involved, not you know, like you haven't been yeah. like you're not like drawing the comic book every day or lettering the comic book every day, um, but you've been no. involved. You've done things since, since the, oh, good. Since yeah. I mean, when there was stuff to two. do, I was always, I was always down to do it. Uh, I mean, when I moved back to Maine from mass, you know, where, mm -hmm. where it was home base when our kids were younger, I kind of, you know, for a while I was going back and forth because we had a toy design group aside from, mm -hmm. you know, the, the turtles that we had a couple of properties that were kind of out and about that actually the mouse killed when he took over ABC. Um, uh, but anyway, so, we, you know, I was doing that, but, you know, get, getting back to what you were saying about the, the turtles being like the only thing, it's very true. When you think about it, the mouse owns Star Wars and mm -hmm. Marvel. The Brothers Warner owns the DC. Mm -hmm. And and realistically, The Walking Dead is not is a great thing, but it's not viable for no. all across everything. You know, like the turtles is, you know, it, it's it's viable from, you know, 70 down to, to two, you know, mm -hmm. where... You know, much like Hellboy, beautiful, great property and a standalone property, but it only has a certain age group that it can deal with. So Paramount was, they were genius when they got the Turtles, mm -hmm. you know, because realistically there is nothing out there. And there's a lot of untapped characters that were in the Turtle universe that I think that could be standalone characters if, if they're doing done right, you know? Uh, yes, absolutely. I, I mean, so, it, 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 you had... I was going to say, so... You know, I know that they do have some things in uh, in the works. We haven't had any definitive things, but like you know, doing what Warner Brothers is doing uh, on H on on Max. You know, with mm. uh, you know the Penguin having his own series in it. You know, so uh, and I've heard that that's kind of what they're going to do with you know some villains from from the Turtle World. So. Which makes Less sense because, life. yeah, I mean, that we one of the things we've talked about like, recently. I talked to someone about like the new Indiana Jones movie, how like. People are kind of lukewarm on it, but like did someone asked the question, are they going to reboot it? Are they going to do more? Are they going to continue it? Is it Harrison Ford going to be there and not be there? And one of the complaints was, was it seems like, you know, Disney wouldn't have spent that much money on Lucasfilm just to let this property just to go bye-bye. Like at some point they're going to do something else with this. You have to think about that. However, right. it's not going to be as, as quote unquote easy as like Star Wars was, but Star Wars was more than just 
like Han Solo or Luke Skywalker. There's so much right. more to it that you can go in so many different directions, which they've done with right. Andor and, and Obi-Wan and, and Ahsoka coming out and so on and so forth. Mandalorian. Uh, Mandalorian. Making, it small. making it small again. They make it, they made it small. Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones is that whole thing. Like there's small right. characters that are here and there, but like Indiana Jones, the five movies wouldn't be the five movies without that character. But you're right. Turtles would be great. A shredder one, you know, those kind of, uh, the rise of the foot clan could be yeah. a whole series, you know, before they even get to, you know, America, you know, we could get to the point where, you know, they, they split, you know, the foot splits, you know, that type of stuff where, <laughs> you know, good and bad, you know, where we find out what happened. I mean, there's a ton of it. I mean, there's there's a lot of backstories there that, you know, how that character gets to be, how did, you know, Baxter Stockman has a mm-hmm. wealth of, of, of storytelling there, you know, from the Mirage universe. If you combine the Mirage to, you know, the other universe, you've got, you know, you've got them making the Mausers and them mutating into a fly, you know, mm-hmm. type of a thing. So there's a lot of stuff there uh, that, that could very easily be turned into miniseries and then, mm-hmm. you know, like be brought into a bigger, you know, universe. So hopefully... That's the plan. We don't have a Jim Gunn yet. Hopefully no. we'll get ourselves yeah. one of them. Um, like I have anything to do with ourselves, one of them. But yeah, you know, I, I always think like think like the turtles. I want them to get the best stuff, you know. So it's always yes. and, and like I said, my wife Denise and I, she always jokes like it does feel like family to us. You know, we've been attached to it for such a long time, so we do care. Mm-hmm. You know, we do care about what happens to them and stuff like that. So it's always uh, it's always interesting, you know. And and, and again, it's our it's our place to, you know, defend everything, which I'm fine with. I've always been fine with that because Kevin mm-hmm. and have always let everybody play in their toy box, you mm-hmm. know, and, and play with whatever figures and characters they want to make and to do whatever, make them look however they wanted to back in the day with the book. So every, all the different changes have been kind of uh, less painful to us than it has been to fans enough, though. Do you think in the comic book side of things, having someone like Kevin still be in, heavily involved in it has helped with the direction that's been going uh, even more recently? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, not, not taking anything from Tom Walls. No. Everybody, the rest of the creative crew. Uh, of course, you've got Kevin. He he was, he's, he, he's the father. Mm-hmm. He's the second father to them. You know, there's two dads, my two dads. No. <laughs> <laughs> the turtle's two dads. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, or as I like to call him, the one person Eastman Laird, you know, because yes. that's what got on those pages. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, I think it's it's instrumental. You know, I, I wish, I mean, you know, Pete fostered them for such a long time on his own, you know, when Kevin kind of sold his part and, and yep. did his. So I get I get Pete kind of like feeling like, okay, I, I think he's he's had a few years off and I think occasionally he, he gets it into his uh, into his blood a little more too. He's a, a little older, so I think it takes a little more you know, kick to get mm-hmm. going, but um, he's the, I mean, he just did a cover with Kevin and I ended up coloring it, but used the Usagi crossover. And that was just so weird. All of a sudden I got a message from Kevin. Hey, can you color this? I'm like, what the scratch in my head? What's going on? What? And he goes, yeah, I penciled it in Pete Inca. Can you color it? And I'm like, yeah, done. Considered it done. You know, awesome. uh, it was, you know, I, I'm always happy to be pulled in. You know, it was fun for, to, you know, like I did the last running cover for issue five with Kevin mm-hmm. and I have never inked him. And our, he's inked stuff for me before, because I always hated my inking. I've gotten better, gotten better, you know. So, and I'm always better on somebody else, you know. Like yeah. I think I take my time a little more. I, I think I feel like I'm reworking the same drawing when I'm inking it after I pencil it, you know, because I've always in the past I'd always handed it off to Ryan. So, uh, 
it was fun. It was so much fun to ink Kevin. And again, I, I actually, you know, brought up, got on my airbrush and, you know, and, and did it, colored it in the physical world, which blows. I always love talking to Ben about that stuff because it blows his mind. He's like, you colored? You just went and colored on the original? I'm like, well, that's what we did originally before the computers came along, you know? So <laughs> it's not odd to me, you know, it's more fun to me to, to pull that, that stuff out. Of course, I have to worry if I make a mistake. I actually had somebody had me paint a Santa Luco cover for them. Mm-hmm. Somebody had purchased one, and I was like, "Oh wow!" You know, and, and I was only nervous because it was white out on it, and I'm like, "Well, I can't use my regular techniques. I'm going to have to fix it. You know, fix the white out spots." Mm-hmm. But again, I was telling Ben that, and, and Ben's like, "You just call it a Santa Luco," and I'm like, "Well, yeah, the guy asked me to do it. He owns it, you know. I, you know, and then I I actually sent it to Santa Luco, and he loved it, yeah. so it was fine." I'm sure he yeah. did. Think about it. Uh, to be, like I said, when I talked to uh, some idiots, there was one of these things about like, you know, you're, you're, when I talked to some people about Star, during Star Wars week, we did uh, in May, uh, it was like this, you're part, you're now part of this community, not only a wider range of community of fans, but a community of these people. Like the fact that Santa Luco got you to color, you know what I mean? Like the fact that your name is now attached to a piece that he did, I'm sure it was more like an honor to him than it was a, uh, disrespect I, to his artwork. <laughs> I get it. I get it. You know, like the younger guys, I know like Tim Laddie, who was doing the Saturday morning book. We did a, a, a couple things together. Mm-hmm. And I painted a, th- a piece for him that was a, a variant cover for a shop down, down in Louisiana where he lives. And I remember talking to him and, and the shop owner and they, they were like looking at the cover and staring at like, look at what he did here. Look at how he did this. And I'm like, it's, it's a flat color with a little bit of acrylic paint on top of it. It's not magic. You know, but the, to them, because he did a lot of his stuff digitally, you, they forget yeah. how, how you know, things interact with the paper and other mediums interact with each other that you get weird things. So it, it's unlike a computer. You have to go, oh, i got to get a filter on that. And I've got to do this and I've got to get the right brush to make that effect. You know, I just grab it and work, you know, so mm-hmm. I, I always find that a very that that's fun to me, you know, like and and, and again, like to do that with Kevin. For issue five, and I have the original, so that always makes a nice thing for my wall too. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it's it's a, it, it was just a blast. And again, I I would love to, you know, like I, I'm so happy we we got the team together to do that Yusagi cover. But I'd like to do a lot more. You know, it'd be a lot more fun. Love to see, uh, you know, Kevin and Pete do some more covers, and I'd love to get in the physical world and you know paint them like the old days. That one I had yeah. to do digitally, and it was kind of hard. You know. It was like, eh, a lot of black on here. There's not much I can do with color. So I just kind of pulled the colors back a little bit on that one. But it would been fun to you know, actually paint a nice original and, and mm-hmm. have fun me like the old days. And it's it was kind of it's actually kind of cool too. It was on one of the crossovers too, uh, which actually just throws a little different thing, a little spice to it. Uh, and not just a simple like, you know, TMT 140 variant or something like that. It's pretty cool. No, it's very cool. And again, we love Stan. You know, Stan's, mm-hmm. you know, of course, they published Stan for a short time at Mirage and, mm-hmm. you know, Stan's such a uh, incredible artist and a wonderful person. So, you know, it's always nice to uh, have something, you have a nice Usagi crossover. That's a crossover that I liked a lot, but I also, did you see the new crossover with Stranger Things? Uh, it just came out like a week ago. No, it, but it's, it's so bizarre because the toys came up yes. from Playmates, which I was like, you know, what why huh why you know kind of a thing because i didn't know that of course i think the book may have been in the works i don't even know if that was true i think i have no idea licenses yeah and decided to combine them 
like they did with the Cobra Kai license or yeah. whatever, you know, because I saw the figures and I was like, I couldn't figure out literally what they, why. Why um, they did it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I haven't seen it. Uh, didn't even know 100% it was coming, so. I'm not a huge fan, like, not a, like, usually not a huge fan of those kind of crossover things that are not, like, I don't know, I just feel like everything has their own universe and should stay in their own universe in a sense. But when when I saw that one on the shelf, I was talking to Paul Eaton, who owns Galactic Comics in Bangor, <clears throat> Maine. We were, I was looking at the comic book on the shelf and I was like, I'm weirdly interested in wanting to read this. I do, I can't put a finger on it, why I want to read this issue. But then I, maybe it's because like Stranger Things is based in the eighties, right? I mean, like the actual show and the oh, turtles yeah. came around in the 80s and so the 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 illustrations in the comic book is the early turtles they look like the turtles from the 80s they all have okay. red uh bandanas and face masks on so they're, they're not the different colored ones which came along with right, like later okay. on with the tv show right. so it's like one of those things that like it yeah. actually takes you it's a period piece that it's actually right. the people from stranger things traveling from hawkins to new york city and and stumbling upon the turtles in the sewer and it's one of those things where I'm like looking at it. I'm like, well, this is actually, it's not even just like a, we're putting them together. It's like what you guys worked on in the eighties, what the turtles looked like in a sense was very similar. And I was like, okay, now I get it. I don't know if I'll ever read past issue one, just cause I don't care about stranger things that much. Right, um, right, but right, it right. was one of those things. It was, it made sense. It was like an eighties comic book. It was really cool in that sense. Yeah. 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 That, made, that does make a little more sense. Cause the one that crossover that I, you know, that happened years ago, but, the X-Files yes. made kind of sense. But I mean, at, at, initially I was like, well, that's weird. But then I was like, no, that does make sense. You know, like they would could be investigating mutated creatures in the sewer. Mm -hmm. You know, so I was like, okay, yeah, that one made sense. But yeah, I, that was a head scratcher. That's a little bit of a head scratcher. But I I, I see the, val the valid point of them, the time period and them going. I don't understand them traveling to New York, but I'm sure there's a reason. It was a school trip, maybe. Okay, that's so what it was. Spider yeah, Spider-Man <laughs> way to get him into another location. <laughs> Which is also kind of funny because they had to somehow get Eleven there because Eleven's not part of the school, so they went right. on a school trip, and so like she just happens to take her own bus. She's like, "Oh, I figured out how to take a bus. Have you ever taken one of those Greyhound things?" And then they just like scoot past it, and they're like, "Okay, now the the, the group's back now together you're in here, New York City." We have to acknowledge <laughs> that you knew right where to get because New York is a really tiny quaint little city that's easy to find people in so yeah it's like a, I, but you know what that's what's great about comic books is the fact that you can just go here this person is and you have to believe it if to get you can the story. dismiss it you can if you can dismiss it you can continue with the story yes 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 yeah um but just like a couple of things i wanted to talk about quickly before we finish up here is that sure. so that the turtles have uh, progressed over the years like i mentioned we're actually in the longest running ongoing series for the turtles ever uh which has been like this for for a little while right now because i mean I don't remember what it was before, but we're at 141 this past week. Uh, yeah. And so it's it's far surpassed the last longest run. Uh, and it's going strong. Sophie Campbell's killing it. Gavin Smith is now uh, the illustrator on the inside uh, for that as well, who's killing it as well. Um, but you also got The Last Ronin. And The Last Ronin has brought this whole other group of people, I think, into it. I think when I got deep diving back into it was when The Last Ronin was first announced. was like, oh, I cannot wait for this new gritty bringing it back to the old school uh mm. kind of turtles and then they have this lost years that's going on now and then uh, kevin right. and i talked i don't know back in may about that they're doing last ronin volume two at some point afterwards so the last ronin's here to stay what's your take on this whole last ronin stuff going on in the world 
I I totally dug the, the original series. It blew my mind because I you know I mean I lived with Kevin, mm-hmm. you know, and you know we spent most days with with Pete, you know, and and to know that they had kind of had the thread of this story in like '87. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, uh, no, we were living together. I don't remember this ever being <laughs> talked about. Um, but I I it blew my mind when I you know like I think I talked to Ben a little bit. You know, because he was taught, he reached out to me about it. And then we were talking and he was kind of telling me things. So I instantly reached out to Kevin, you know, and just to talk a little bit. And it blew my mind. And I, it, what blew my mind is they even like to pick the turtle. You know, like I was like, so how'd you, you know, he goes, who, who do you think the last ruined it? And I'm like, well, you know, what most people might, my, my go to would be is either Ralph, but probably not because he's too big of a hothead. He's going to die doing something dumb. Mm-hmm. So probably Leo, you know, and he's like, nope. I'm like, Michelangelo? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, huh? And then he <laughs> told me, and it was genius when he told me, he goes, well, well, me and Pete were originally figuring out who would be the last Ronin. And we went first is last. Mm-hmm. So the first turtle they drew was Michelangelo. He's the last one standing. And I was like, that's, I got chills. I'm like, that gave me chills, Kevin. That's, that's crazy insane that you thought of it way back then that mm-hmm. that was going to be the who it was and how it was going to happen and uh and it wasn't all together you know because pete i talked to pete about it and he's like yeah it wasn't it wasn't a full story <laughs> you know there was some some links and some clues and some ideas but it was never fleshed out completely and you know of course you know kevin and tom fleshed it out and you know filled Did- in the blanks and added new aspects to it and stuff like that so but I think Kevin I, in the past has said that you're he based Michelangelo off of you. Is this true information? Only the badass part of it that I'll be the last Ronin. <laughs> yeah, that so this is it. You must feel honored. You're the, you're the last one it's standing. Not funny. <laughs> it's not that I'm funny. It's that I'm badass. Okay. It's gonna last man standing guy. But yeah, yeah. yeah. No, That's awesome. yeah. I mean, I it was funny. Like I heard that from fans at yeah. cons. That he said, "Oh, I read an article that Michelangelo's based on you." And like, oh, Kevin probably was talking about something else, and that kind of got convoluted together, you know. <laughs> so I kind of dismissed it until the until Turtle Power, and when he out, says, "I can," yeah. I'm like, "Well, I can no longer deny." I that you said that, you know? yeah. And I and again, I, I you know, I think it's just that in the early days we were living together. I said a lot of stupid crap mm-hmm. when we were living together. And I think a lot of that, you know, and not just me, but all of us as time progressed, we all, I think a lot of the, a lot of us all leaked into the turtles. If we were working on them ourselves or if we were part of the team, you know, it just happened naturally. You know, it makes so. sense. It makes sense yeah, that way you does, do that. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But I think it's funny. So I talked to uh, uh, Ryan. Ryan Brown, the other Ryan, another Ryan Brown, and Charles Soule about curse words and Eight Billion Genies recently. And on Eight Billion Genies, they did a variant cover with Andrew Devoff, uh, which was the one in ten variant. He was Wishmaster or the the Jin oh. on Wishmaster. Yeah. And yeah. they wanted because they're, the whole book's about genies, and they wanted to do a realistic. The whole goal was of the eight issues they're doing. Maybe we could put a real life quote unquote genie on the cover of the one in ten variant. But then they after they got the Andrew Devoff one, they realized that like the other genies are like. 
Will Smith and, and the people that are owned by Disney. So they could like, we can, yeah. <laughs> so like, we can't do much. I'm like, there's not much also. Andrew Dubas signed off on it. And I laughed as it afterwards. And then the connection with last run last run number one would have been funny if there was just a picture of you on one of the variant covers, like your face on the front of it. It would have been an well, awesome. I like do, I did a solo variant, I did, yes. it, but not me, not me on it, but I got to do a solo variant, which was the weirdest thing ever for me to pencil ink and draw and color something. Uh, mm -hmm. But it was it was fun. I, I almost wish I had somebody else in in it, but it was short notice. And but yeah, well, that would have been funny. I, I don't know if everybody would have got it, you know, oh, but but like a one in one hundred variant or something like that. Right? So someone had to yeah, buy a bunch of books to get this pack comics here because <laughs> yeah. they're they're about twenty minutes away. I should have talked to Ralph. Hey Ralph, how about me with a bandana on? Huh? Huh? And it could, and it wouldn't even be taking any work. I take a photo on your phone and put it on the cover. You don't have to do anything extra with it. Lay over right, the exactly. trade dress on it. I and if... have a sigh and nunchuck, you know, this thing in the, in the sword. I'll be all good. A staff and a sword. I'll be all good. Because it would have been funny for those people who know the idea that you were, play, right. uh, you know, based off of it. They've been who is the last Ronin in this variant cover? Might have given it away by saying, you know, it would have had like an issue five or something. Yeah. Cover, you know, so that, but it would have been one of those, if you get it, you get it covers, you know. <laughs> Why is Steve the only one that gets a photo cover? Not yeah, Kevin, not Peter. Yeah. Not He's not the handsome one. Why have they got him on a cover? It's not selling books. <laughs> well, that's what they're saying about the Devoff one. And you had to know to know. And it was like one of those things that like, he, they're not sure it sold issues because it was the one in 10. So when people right. saw the one in 10 cover, they're like, well, I don't need to buy 10 copies to buy this stupid cover. So right. it didn't, definitely didn't, didn't work out. But they did no. say that they'd, they'd come to the main comic and toy con. Both Ryan and yep. Charles said they'd come if we could get Andrew Devoff there. So I talked, texted Jay and Will, and was like, "If you can get Andrew Devoff there, Ryan and, and and Charles will come because they've never met him in person, and they'll have tons of this variant covers that they could have him sign, and it'd be now, great." So, Ryan Brown, the one that does Murder Hobo. No, that's okay. Ryan G. Brown. There are too many Ryan Browns. So There's the British Ryan Brown. There's Ryan Brown who is from Chicago. He does okay. God Hates Astronauts. And he did okay. curse words. He did curse words with Charles Soule, and he did Eight Billion Genies that just came out recently. There's um, my with, Ryan Brown yes. from Ohio. Yes, there's Chicago Ryan Brown, and there's is he Ryan G Brown? Is he from New England? No, where is he from? I don't. I, I don't. He, he's from the, not. I, I don't know 100, but I know I've, I've met him up here at like yep. a thing at Men's. Yeah. Um, because I did some covers from Ernie Hobo and some interior yep. stuff. Um, with Joe. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so and then there's a one that I, I remember Kevin I, I hit Kevin up. We were talking texting about something, this is years ago, that he penciled Simon Bisley inked, and then it was colored by Ryan Brown. I'm like, that's not our Ryan Brown, because I have to tell him how to turn on his computer. Yes. And it was digitally colored. So I'm like, that's not him. And he's like, nope, not him. Whole different Ryan Brown. So I'm like, okay, if you're a Ryan Brown. Just don't get into comics. Well, that's the opposite name. side of that. I was like, if I have another child, I need to name the child Ryan Brown, even if it's a girl. A Ryan Ryan's a girl's name too. Ryan Brown, oh, yeah. so that Ryan Brown Soderbergh, because that would make sense. Because then you're like forced into the world of comic book illustration. There you go, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. It, and they're all illustrators too. It's not even like they're all, like one of them is a writer, right? No, they are all yeah, they're all artists. Yeah, so yeah. Funny, so yeah. that's that's pretty funny. So that's, that's a that's a funny little Ryan Brown that someone has to get kept on saying the real Ryan Brown. And things like that. I'm like, oh, that's no real. Okay, let's go. Let's be honest. Well, yeah, they're all, see, they're all talented. The real Ryan Brown, because he's the first Ryan Brown. Yeah, there you go, right? He's the oldest. Yes. So he's, he is, uh, 
what is it? Ryan Brown zero point yes. point zero point zero. Point zero. <laughs> yes, and you know, <laughs> this, our, you know, it was the first, and then they go gonna, from there. The comic books uh, version of the Seven Degrees of Kevin Bacon is just like if you know a, a Ryan Brown, then you're connected in the comic book industry. I do, I do it with Kevin Eastman. Yeah, that, that works too. Because it's pretty easy to get really far in that too with all mm -hmm. the connections. Uh, all of us. Over there, I'm over like, wait, years, I'm only yeah. a couple of degrees away from him too. <laughs> I'm good friends with that guy because I know Kevin yeah. Eastman, and Kevin Eastman knows that guy. <laughs> Hell, I'm Michelangelo for Christ's sake. That puts yeah, exactly. me closer. <laughs> are you uh are you gonna do anything uh with the new murder hobo that uh Schmalky is is doing with brown uh, or are you just joe has, has asked me to do some more with him i have not i will neither okay. confirm nor deny i'll do at least some more covers i have a blast yeah. doing covers yeah I, I wrote it uh well it was supposed to be in uh one of the uh six page stories i was doing i wrote a story and i told it to joe and Joe's like, no, that's a, that's a that's a whole book. That's an mm -hmm. issue. I'm like, I don't want to write a whole issue or draw a whole issue. <laughs> um, but I, I I'm gonna preface it by I I kind of told Joe if I do it, I might just pencil, um, and have somebody else ink it, I, and then I may color it. I don't know. I'll see because mm -hmm. that's something that goes quick for me. And if I have a flatter, especially digitally. Mm -hmm. it's it's like my it's it's just so quick so I, i'll see what happens i i would like to say i'm going to continue doing covers um and i like joe joe's a really good friend so i i would love to it, it, as long as he thinks i'm some i bring some value to it i'll do this here uh yeah it will go quick unless steve mardo did the drawing oh, of the steve mardo, don't it, oh. no I, I love to i love to give mardo a hard time because that's so he, detailed well, you know the story, right? You know yes. the eight, yeah. So yeah, I mean, he he did eight eleven by seventeen pieces of paper to do a two, two pages. eleven by seventeen pages uh, worth of work. So that in turn turned it into a. It was probably four days coloring that that two page spread, just because there was so much going on. I couldn't just just make people a flat color. Yeah. You know, like oh, yep. they're in the they're in the shadows. You know, like no, they're not in the shadows right there, so they're not in the shadows. You know, so I I literally almost lost my mind, and I, I blame Mardo for that. But um, I still to this day think Mardo did it because that's eight uh, original art pieces they can sell. I think that's the reason he did it. <laughs> well, that's that's all good and well, but it's still an insane reason. I know, I'm it's still insane. <laughs> you know, like I said, he he, I, I you know, like I really like Mar you know, Steve stuff. Yeah. He's just uh, that. That was a, it. Was a killer, you know. I, and he yeah. knew it. He knew what he was doing. And I kind of, I, I just love to give him crap now. You know, like if I see him at a show, I turn and walk away. Yeah. You know, I'll say hi to the two people next to him. You know, he'll be in between people, and I won't acknowledge him until you know I make him feel bad. He was my punching bag at the main comic and toy con for some odd reason. I just felt like he needed to be taken down a level, so I took oh, him good. down. Oh, good. I'm glad yeah, yeah, to take yeah. down Marta. He does have one of those faces, doesn't he? <laughs> I, I took him down on the last day. I was like, hey, man, can I pay you to do a new logo or like an like illustration of myself for our logo? And he's like, oh, really? After all that crap you gave me this weekend, you're thinking like, yeah, he's going to draw me like with like, I'm going to look so odd. <laughs> yeah, you probably did did the wrong. You probably asked him at the wrong time, you know, yeah. to, to do it. Should have asked him at the beginning of the weekend and finish right. it and then give him all the shit right. the whole time. No. And I, just no, say, I, gave, I gave you shit because I feel like we're friends because I commissioned yes. you to do this. So you're like, we're buddies. I give my buddy shit. 
you know, yes. that type of stuff, you know? So, yeah. I still think he owns the record for longest uh, episode of this podcast, just so you know. I think we went on for like two or three hours, honestly. Oh, we, you... And we we didn't talk about anything. That's the problem. It wasn't like, I mean, let's be honest. We, we I think we went to talk about Epic Tavern, the Fantastic Crimes. Uh, what's yeah. the, it's the Fantastic Crime Unit? Tales yes, from the yeah. Fantastical Crime Unit uh, yes. that he, he did with with Sean French. We talked we talked about that book, and that's the book with the the infamous eight pages for two pages uh, uh-huh. artwork in it. And uh, but we only talked about it for like the first half an hour, and then I think we just shoot the shit about all kinds of stuff all all uh, all two hours. But I think to this day it's still the longest that, uh, that's, episode. That's one of our phone calls. That's yes. when I, when, yeah. Once I. I, I I have to reluctantly take it. I see my phone. I'm like, oh, it's Marta. Yeah. Let's Do take I it have that two hours? Do I have two hours to talk about nothing? They love the guy. He's super, he's a good, you know, became a good friend, you know, but uh, he's it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, you, we, we talk too much. You know, I'm good at it. You're good at it. We're not good at shutting up. So, you know, I know Kevin's the same way. Yeah. That's why I always feel, I always feel good. Like when, after I do a podcast, I'm like, well, I know Kevin did the same thing. Yes. Yes. Well, funny about it is like I got so Kevin's also a busy man. So when I did my thing back in May, May with Kevin, uh, I did a quick 10 minutes. And obviously they're very he was very like, the, you know, the whole group over there were saying we got 10 minutes. We're going to hang up on you, basically. And I was I told my buddy, Paul, at I got to comics. I got to comics. I go, I'm going to pull a power move and I'm going to sign off at nine minutes and just cut him off. And <laughs> like you say 10 minutes, I say nine minutes. I'm like, no, I'll, I'll, I'll be polite. <laughs> Wow, um, did you yes. feel good about that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't cut him up. But uh no, so I see you said we mentioned Murder Hobo, but I have over back here in the back here, I have the uh the variant you did for the 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 con that never happened because of the, the pandemic. And I see yes, you have yeah. that behind you, behind your head. It it's is over there, yeah. Me. So it is uh, one of, I, I, I just want you know it's weirdly I'm not big on hanging up stuff I do. Yeah. I, I although there's a few pieces there, yeah. uh but they're combo pieces. But that's the solo me, and I'm not big on that, but I don't know, but I felt like it came out very nice, and I really enjoy it. Uh, I I had a blast doing it. You know, of course, I ripped off Rosetta, yes. so that you know, of course. But something about it, just everything from my thought to the the finished piece, I was mm-hmm. like, it was effortless, and it came out mm-hmm. nice, and I dig it. You know, so I sold I sold one of the covers. I I don't know, all of them were kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've got two more. I did actually did one for my wife that didn't come out for issue four. She's a big Queen fan, mm-hmm. so Lord Froth, uh, he has uh, his little uh, boy toys. Mm-hmm. Let's call them zombies. So I made one of his zombies, Freddie Mercury, made Lord Lord Froth, Brian mm-hmm. May playing guitar. Um, and it 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 actually is one again. I I really love how the art came out. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna see if I can use it on one of the new ones because it never got to on the, the fourth issue never came up mm-hmm. of the you know the ones where I was doing the short stories. So yeah, um, yeah, no, that I I, I love the so Joe pushed me. I I really like Roddy, the yeah. the one that looks like a hobo. You know, like he's the murder hobo, but I'm like, no, they're all. Joe's like, no, they're all murder hobos. You know, and I'm like, oh, so he pushed me into doing other ones that yeah I probably wouldn't have touched. You know, um, but I love that about Joe. You know, I, I I could have said no, but again, even at this later stage, I think my mind's failing as I'm getting older, and I I'm starting to say yes mm-hmm. without saying no to things, and that's that. I don't know, I don't know. Maybe I never stopped. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, I'm excited. So that that campaign uh, for Murder Hobo number one, the 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 new 
ongoing series with with him and Ryan uh, Ryan Brown uh, yes. uh, hit hit its goal already. And it's gonna it hit its goal within like what twenty four hours on on Kickstarter, which is awesome. So I'm excited yes, for that yeah. to come out. Um, and it's funny as I had, I think that's signed by uh, uh, Jason Lynch and by and Kevin or and Joe, but I don't think it's signed by you. So and I bring I go I see you at conventions. I don't even know why I haven't brought it up to you and have and I have like issue two of the chaotic neutral signed by you, but not issue one or three. It was like the weirdest. Like I don't know what happened. Uh, yeah, I saw yeah. you in Bangor and I saw you in at the main comic at Toycon in Portland, and I was like, I gotta yes. get that those signed by you. But um, and I, I, really I love I, the main show. I love yes, I love the Portland show. I mean, the Bangor show is fine. It's a little bit of a haul for, for yes. us. Um, but I dug, I love the, it was very well organized for a first yeah. time at the civic center. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to give them mad props. I think I, I told Will that, you know, it was like totally loved it was really well organized. Um, had to get used to the cold, cold floor. Um, our, our, you know, waters were freezing at night, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it was, it was a great show. I, I'm looking forward to doing it again. Again, Portland's a great show to get people yeah. to go to, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's, it's a great walking city. And being at the Civic Center and stuff, I thought hopefully it, will, it did well enough that we'll continue because I, I, uh, yeah. I, I've been freezing it, you know, and we had bad weather and still yes. we had good turnout. Even on Sunday, it was just torrential downpours yeah. and, and people still showed up. Uh, so, again, that was, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get that going. You know, I'd love to see a good con grow in Portland. Yes, um, I think it will. And I know, think I it, it, did, it did well. So, yeah, I know we have Port Con. I've never been invited to it mm-hmm. uh, ever. <laughs> So uh, I don't know what I did to the owner of Casablanca, but uh, evidently something. Uh, I know, I know, I know it's more of an anime and, and cosplay. Con, yes. So again, right. I, I don't. I'm, I'm glad I haven't been invited to because I don't think people would be that receptive to me. Uh, what's a what's a again, turtle? I don't know what a turtle is. <laughs> I know what's a turtle. Know, but anyways, I'm just excited to. Hopefully, we'll keep we'll keep that going in Portland. Yeah. I'd love to see that grow mm-hmm. into a really you know. I mean, it's already a good show, but I mean. Just the guest list grow and, and have yeah. a like a good turnout, have people travel for it because it is a great mm-hmm. city, you know, and it's a great it's a great venue uh for Maine. Yes. And yeah. I have I've been working with Jay uh Cochran too. Will and Jay obviously get the celebrity guests in there and stuff right. like that. But I've I've also worked That's with right. Jay Didn't Jay and Will are very Jay. into celebrities. Like they're very good yeah. at celebrity stuff and they're very good at that stuff. They uh yeah. they are not huge weekly comic book readers and they love comic books and they love the industry of it, but they don't know names as much. And right. so one of the things I've been helping with Jay is trying to send him a few names here and there of ones that the convention can afford to potentially bring in or, yeah. um, you know, the downside to like October's con- convention in Bangor, it literally happens the same weekend as New York. And so like, obviously the names that are going to go to New York are off the list that they can't get for, right. for, for May- Bangor. And so yeah. there's some certain things around that, but like in April, it's pretty good. So they're looking at potentially bringing in a few new comic book creators every single uh, convention to change some things up because uh, obviously having all you guys there is amazing, but bringing some fresh blood in to helps with uh, with that. And it's adding people, not taking the place of people. So people know that it's not like they're going to bring in someone and be oh, like, so Steve, you can't the, come. The, main artists, <laughs> the fancy guys, the, yeah. the pinkies up guys. In yeah. there, yeah. <laughs> the uh, LA guys. Yeah, no, no, I, no, I, I mean, again, Will is always, you know, I, yeah. I mean, the nice thing is like the shows around here, you know, we love to do them. You know, like we, if it's not somebody we know, we do it every other year or yeah. whatever. But like Granite State, we love the guys. They do a great job. We love, you know, the main, we, we with Jetpack, we love to do free comic book day with Ralph. Yeah. You know, um, we had Eric, Jim, and I there. Um, you know, so as much as we can do, we love to do over and over. And, and again, to support something local like that is a wonderful, 
mm-hmm. you know, and, and again, like all I can say is I, I, I can see people being excited to come to Portland, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, you know, because it is a foodie city. It's a great walking city. We've got the old port. There's a lot of stuff to do right around the con. Mm-hmm. So it makes it easy to build an extra day in if you're a guest mm-hmm. and, and enjoy the city. So I think people that's seem to have Bangor is nice, but it's such a spread out area. It makes mm-hmm. it difficult for that type of uh, uh, things to happen. You know, you've got to get yeah. in the car to get to there. I've got to get in the car to go to there, you know, so it. it I think the idea of it being in downtown in, in Portland is just, it makes it very conducive to people enjoying being there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, it was fun. Yeah. It was a, it was a blast. That was the main comic toy con. It happens every April now. So this is pretty cool. Yes. April, April yeah. in Portland in, in Maine and uh, in Bangor is in October every year, which is cool. Uh, and I have talked to a few art creators that have talked about the idea of coming up for their vacation, like do their vacation yeah. in Maine. And yes. then, Close out the week with the convention, or start the week with the convention, and Even use the money they make at the convention. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I had showback when I'd have have the, the signings there. I had fans come up in for the signings from all over the country, and discover Maine and be like, "Whoa, there's an ocean right here, and this is beautiful, <laughs> and it's quaint, and you don't, you know, like, yeah, that's not a secret, but it's nice to see you just found it. But yeah, no, I think that's and that's what we do, you know, in reverse, yeah. when we go someplace that we haven't been in, and it is in an area where there's stuff to do. I'm wearing a Nashville shirt. Yep. We build in, we try to build in a couple extra days. Uh, we did the Star Wars show in Nashville, yep. uh, you know, and that was a blast. We were the, me and Jim were the only two, or and Guy Gilchrist, but we were the only guys that were non Star Wars related. Mm-hmm. It was the first time ever. You know, and that was so strange, but one of the guys that puts it on, Benjamin Baldwin, he's a Star Wars nerd, but he's a big giant turtle nerd. Mm. So it was so funny to be invited to that. But uh, yeah, you know, I mean, when we can build in extra days, we do the same thing in reverse. So I I can see that easily with Portland, you mm. know, like, you know, like, especially this stuff to do. And like I, even if we were kind of pushed it to May as opposed to yeah. April, I think if you get a little bit better weather, mm-hmm. a little warmer. Uh, even though you know April wasn't bad, you know, then one one day, but that warmer weather makes it more desirable to walk around the old port and to go to wherever you might want to see in the state. You know, building mm-hmm. all those extra things, which is nice. We do have a great state, and it's there. It is called Vacation Land. Yes, it is. <laughs> and that, and that's and there's just so much to do. And I remember, like, there's it's funny because uh, uh, to finish up here, but like, um, oh, what was his name? Steve. Yeah, my, my crew's over here telling me I got to get off. It's been almost. Uh, <laughs> Some minutes, and I'm supposed to be done in that some minute time. <laughs> but Steve Agee, uh, who uh, was on Peacemaker and in Guardians yes, of the Galaxy yes, yes. and all this stuff, he uh, was funny because he got that. He's like, oh, crap, I forgot my camera. He's like, I wish I would have brought my camera. So, like, not only is this helping the main economy with bringing a convention to Maine like this sure. and having people stay at hotels, he went out and bought a couple hundred dollar camera at our local store. And I'm like, there you go. We're just boosting the Maine's economy. And what the cool thing is, I went over to talk to him because I was like, hey, I, I loved you on Peacemaker, but I loved you on the Sarah Silverman show. Yes. Loved yes. I said, I, I, I loved you and, oh, God, I can't give Brian Hussein, yeah. you know, as the, you know, I was like, I loved you guys as the gay couple, this gay stoner couple on that show. And he's like, he goes, oh, I know who you are. And I was like, you do? He goes, well, I know you're on it because he, you know, yeah. I happen to be one of the featured artists, which is very nice. But it was so nice that he, I think Will told him who the guests yeah. were. And I was kind of excited that he kind of knew who I was, you know, so uh, it was, it, we talked for a couple minutes, but, you know, I don't usually nerd out that much, but I, I was like, really like him. I'm going to go say it. I don't want to let, let it get by. I do, I used to do that too often, you know, yes. at shows and, 
I mean, the voice actors were all at Granite State a few years ago from the original show. Yeah. And somebody came up to my table with a print they had bought from me, and they had all signed it. And I was like, well, that's, it's stupid if I don't go do that. Yes. So luckily, we just happened to be, I was doing a panel with Kevin, Ben, Jim, I think Andy Kuhn, and I think one other person, I sorry, whoever it was, I forgot. Uh, but the voice actors were coming off the panel in front of us. And uh, Townsend Coleman's like, you're Michelangelo. I'm like, no, you're Michelangelo. Yeah, so we kind of went back and forth. And uh, and I asked them all, I said, hey, I've got a print that I drew of the turtles. Can you guys sign it? Like 100%, just, you know, whatever. So what they they did, but their stipulation was they wanted a, a print as well That's signed guys, by me. Yeah, so yeah. happy to do that. So we, we swapped prints and I have one hanging on the other side of my studio. And I started learning to, to not, do that, yeah. Not nerd out a little bit, you know. Uh, you know, I, it's it's you know we always see you're always so busy at a show, but I now I'm trying to make a point to go and tell somebody like Steve Ag that wow, no, I really like you. And uh, I'm a, I'm kind of famous over here, but I'm not you, but I'm kind of over here, guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, which is nice, you know. Um, so you know, it's nice. And again, now like you know, we all know everybody's of an age where they're a turtle nerd. Mm-hmm. So we've got some street cred. You know, to talk to these people out there, which is nice, you know, which is yes. is very nice. And of course, Kevin throwing the Michelangelo thing on me doesn't hurt at all when I go no. to talk to somebody they, they kind of know. So it's nice. I, you know, it's funny because I try not to, too, as I help Jay and Will with a bunch of stuff behind the scenes. I do a lot of their graphics for like posting on social and stuff like that. Um, but I help Jay do the cans sometimes. Like I helped him with uh, the Terrifier uh, beer can that we did. Uh, right yes, with David yes, yes. and so I was like I got it stupid not to go get a label signed like I helped create this get the guy who we you know this same thing with uh, I did we all float with the losers from the the TV show or the the TV special for it back in the yeah. day I did a we all float illustration can up here uh, for that and then I also did the the one for um Snoochie Brewskis for the clerks people so it was all those things that's like I, I'm stupid. This is probably the only opportunity for me to ever have these people in one spot. Why not? I'm not going to go over there and fan. No. I, like, I did this. Can you please just in there? All of them were like, oh, oh absolutely. Absolutely. 100% you forget that though. Yeah. And we're, I mean, like me, well, you mentioned was a terrifier. Yeah. I had no idea what that was, but he was right next to us. Dave, right? Yeah. David, super yeah, David, sweet, yeah. super oh. nice guy. So he's a big turtle nerd. So he, yeah. you know, he was busy, we're busy. And then we finally, he's like, oh my God, I'm such a big turtle fan. Would you, can I buy a print from you? And I'm like, how about sending me a photo for my daughter? Yes. You know, she's, she's my, both her and my wife are, I'm a horror fan, but they, they go to see horror yeah. movies and stuff all the time. So he did that. And it's, to me, that's always a nice thing too. We took some pictures together. Yeah. Look forward to seeing him again at another show. Yeah. You know, those things, that that's the type of stuff that I really enjoy. You know, and again, the, for uh, green things that lived in a sewer with a rat has, you know, made that a possibility, a possibility. for me, you know, which is very cool. You know, can't, can never argue, can never complain. You know, that, and again, it, you know, you meet wonderful people. Hands down, we have the best fandom too, you know, doing yes. all the, all the cons we've done. I mean, I can, this many fingers out of the tens of thousands of people that we've there crossed our table. Yeah. That many people I don't want back. Yes. <laughs> and, and they weren't horrible. They were just they were just not good fans. Mm-hmm. You know, they were kind of like, just don't need you around. Everybody mm-hmm. else is wonderful. You're okay, but you're a little bit too much, you know, type of a person. Yeah. You know, like they answered questions for other people would ask me. They stood at the table. 
like that. You know, like they knew the answer, but they, these people want to ask the question to me, not to you. And before I could open my mouth, these couple of people would just answer questions. But anyways, <laughs> we, but, that's the wonderful we'll, thing. We, we do we'll, have. We'll, we'll finish up here for a second, but I, I want to say, sure. we mentioned the, the community thing. The community thing yes. is huge. And we mentioned jokingly at the very beginning, the Bishart Kids Club is a cult. We, jo we jokingly said that. It's but it is. Uh, Kev <laughs> Kevin Eastman's got his fan club and so on and so forth as well. And a lot of these things, like the Bishart Kids Club is fans of Bish Ben Bishop, but really they're all turtle fans and they're diehard turtle fans. You're talking oh, like people who spend way too much money on, on turtle stuff. I'll tell you right now, money that I don't Love have. <laughs> hey, look behind me. You see all the NECA crap behind me? Yes. I'm, that's not coming free to me, NECA, NECA. But, but, the community yeah. is amazing, and I think that's yes. one of the things that stands out above the rest. I do think that people have their opinions, uh, but one thing I will say, if you ever were to compare Star Wars versus the Turtles fan communities, the Star Wars basically are, hate everything, and the Turtle fans love everything except for small amounts of things. And that's the difference, yes. I think. It's one of those things that like we don't have a lot of preconceived notion as Turtle fans going into something to love it, whereas the Star Wars have... like movies in their heads when they see the movie that wasn't created for them they're oh, like this thing yeah. stinks yeah, yeah. I mean, and, hits and misses for, for yes. fans. believe me i i i i myself have have had disparaged some things which yes. i don't like to do um but yeah no i think 100 percent. no the fandom the the you know like you say i, I you know i always joke like with ben i'm like i'm gonna start levine's lemmings and they'll just <laughs> follow me they'll follow me off a cliff you know, uh, you know, and it's the same people, you know, so watch out, Ben. No, I wouldn't, yeah. you know, and, and jokingly, you know, Ben, Joe always goes, you should do that. And I'm like, yeah, I can be Ben. I mean, I, I've got a couple of things. I'm going to be doing a skateboard deck, you yeah. know, doing the sneakers with Tom. Uh, you know, I like doing those. I just couldn't be what Ben is, the everything to everybody guy. I think he's going to, he's slowing down though. And I know why he's got a little tiny Bishop. Yes, he now. does. He's good. And, and I, when I had little tiny Levines, it was very hard for me to be everything for everybody. And, um, and he's very no good at being a go parent ahead. in the sense that knowing to blame the kid is great. I have a two-year-old and I can use that to escape any event, party, meeting, yeah. anything. I'd be like, oh, my yep. kid needs me. And you can't say crap to that. So Ben's been right. very good about that where he's like, I'm not coming to main comic and toy guy because I have to yeah, be home with my son. I, I still, I get him proud about that one. I'm like, look, I get it when you have to get on a plane, but you, you, if you were driving like a 15 minute ride and you could have left after an hour, you could have made an appearance. Yes. And, but you know, so I, I gave him a hard time about that one, but a hundred percent. No, I mean that, that's the neat thing, you know, like Ben's having kids and that, that'll yep. slow down. That'll slow down what he can do a little bit, but I know Ben's been that way. I mean, Kevin says, you know, Ben Bishop is the new Kevin Eastman, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, well, he markets better than you, though. So he, I think he's above you, Kevin, as far as the marketing part of it goes. Although Kevin does a great, great job with Eastman Studios, you know, like yes. I, he does, he does very good and, and does everything. He has a great team. I, I, I have a team. It's my wife, Denise. That's my That's team. team. That is my team. And, without, and she has her own business. So without yeah. her, I, I hesitate to think how pathetic I would be. Um <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, but, uh, you know, she's great about, you know, keep, keeping me out there. She books yeah. all the cons. She does all that stuff. I, I need a team like Ben and Kevin to so I can get the products that are in my head out because, you know, I, I've got a bunch of stuff, but I, I always put them aside. Like, I get tired of looking at them like, no, it's not worth making. Yeah. <laughs> you yep. know, 
I, I get disgusted with stuff and I'm like, it's been here too long. Nobody's going to want it. I should have showed it to people before I got sick of it. You know, yes, stuff, exactly. So. Now you don't. Yes. That's awesome. But yeah, but, I mean, they do. So the community is great. Everything's awesome. I think the oh, turtles are going, yes. they're going, I think it's one of those things that like we are in a golden age. If anybody isn't a turtle fan and wants to, I think you're in a great time right it. now. I'm crossing yes. everything. Let's keep it going for a long time because yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, I really feel like if Nickelodeon realizes and takes the reins, I think we could we could keep this going for a lot. Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. they have to, they have to. But I just like what they did with with like Seth Rogen, you yep. know, like getting you know having that writing team to to write a teenage thing. It's like you know my instant thing was you know Super Bad meets the Turtles, and I know we're not going to get all the bad stuff that was in yep. Super Bad, but the interactions and the writing are going to be that fun and fast in the way we want to see it and, and the little stuff that i've seen from it has you know def definitely echoed what my brain thought would happen you know mm -hmm. so that's very cool very i'm cool. so excited so, to see where it goes and all this stuff in the me next too, me realm too. and the new creators that are coming out uh, with new stuff uh, matias is killing it there too with that kind of stuff yeah. and, 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 and and us old want to be part two we want to yes. we want to be we'll join in the fun as long as you guys want us all of us old bastards are really happy. To, oh, I mean, OGs, yeah. not old bastards, right? Yes, OGs, OGs. Right. OGs, right. Okay. OGs. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, all of us are, you know, if we get anything we want, anything we get pulled into, we're always happy to do. Uh, yeah. Which, and and I'm, I'm happy that, like I say, the younger guys, it is exciting for them to bring us in. We have less skill than they do. But mm -hmm. what skill we have, we can apply to their much elevated skills and make it okay. You know, so we'll see. <laughs> No, yeah, so. it's great. I thank you so much for taking time. I thank all oh, your Justin, family and everybody for taking time out of your day to chat with me and talk to uh, the turtles here on the podcast. Uh, and we'll see you around because you know we are in the same area, so we'll 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 run into we're Maine's such a small place, right? We'll just bump into each other at a store. This this weekend we'll be at Jetpack Comics. Oh, that's uh, cool. Jim Lawson, Eric yep. Talbot, and I. Uh, it was an Eric signing. Uh, Eric's got a cover coming out, a uh, turtle cover coming out. So he'll he'll have something cool. I don't know what me and Jim will be writing on. I guess I'll have the Asagi turtle cover I'll be signing. Uh and Jim, I think, has something coming out as well at Jetpack. But anyways, that that's this uh, the twenty second, yep. which is this this weekend. If anybody yep. is in the vicinity, uh, if this is gonna be up before then, uh can join us. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not going to be up before then. Okay, but... so, so in other words, cut the edit. That was an edit. No, um, it's but, fine. Yeah. The funny thing is, when you do these signings and things like that too, quickly before you go, do you sign some stuff for the store too? Like, is there stuff that they they take and they sure. have? So, like, it's possible someone could go in the store and find some oh, things that are afterwards. So, comics, yeah, uh, you know, Tristan at Coast City has yeah. stuff, you know, that I, I, I that I've signed. Yeah, uh, Keith, Ralph definitely does. Uh, you know, I, I've done quite a few covers with him and Jim as well. So, yeah, we usually uh, we'll try to sign a bunch just so he has some that he can give to yeah. fans if they couldn't make it. Um, that's and of course, awesome. we you know sign as many as we can for people because I mean, the big thing for us is you know, you know it's not like you know so like oh I only sign a limited number of things so yes. it's, you know no uh, my thing is no you guys want me to write on I'm going to write on it mm. you know that's 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 uh, it's not you know I feel bad if you think my my signature brings a great value and brings some yes. value but it, it you know I do write on a lot of stuff not as much as Kevin. Well, it's just funny because actually, this is the last thing I'll say. Go sure, on, sure. go on 
image search for Google and type in Kevin Eastman TMT comic, there okay. there's more images on there with Kevin's comic books with a signature on it than there are stock images of the original comic book by itself. I I'll tell you that right now. Everybody, everybody shares that. That's the stuff that people share. So that's what gets picked. AI kicks on that and brings it in. You know, so I, I can, I, I don't, I never had Googled myself until fairly recently. And I, even that, I just, I went, huh interesting and then left you know didn't didn't yes. scroll too far down you know but it does blow your mind because i forget you know fans fans take pictures and then they post yeah. them and then inevitably they get plucked because my name's linked to it to that mm -hmm. stuff so it's always so funny to me i'm always like uh, okay I'm, I'm i'm on the internet <laughs> well your wikipedia page is a picture from you from san diego comic-con in 2009 so <laughs> oh wow okay and it's a picture I, of you I, with I, someone I, else and you're wow. you're the other person's cut out like, so it's like you with someone and wow. Raphael looks That's like behind funny. you, but it's just kind of funny. I was like laughing. I'm like, it's you, you have a little, your, your goatee there and, and you know, you got a little lanyard on and I saw polo that shirt. That is too but. funny. Oh my God. That's too strange. I, I guess I've never visited my Wikipedia page. <laughs> it's very, very, very detailed. And I'm sure it's 100% correct. <laughs> I, I would imagine that it probably is. Most of it. I know Denise, my wife, has gone in. And I know fans do go and yeah. put things on it. Which, yeah. That's very nice of them. I remember I never even knew about what Wikipedia was. My nephew, when that first came out, he's like, Uncle Steve. I'm like, what, Griffin? He goes, do you know that you're on Wikipedia? I'm like, is that like, isn't Wicca, is that like a witch thing? Like, like, <laughs> Yeah, like and he goes, no, no, it's a, and I was like, I, because I, it was new at that time, you know. This was, he was pretty yeah. young, and I, he was probably, you know, like preteen or teen, and told me, you know, Uncle Steve, and like, no, Griffin, I didn't know that, you know, and like, so I, I did go and look at it then, but I, I don't think there was a picture of then. You There's know, a picture so there a lot, now. It was a lot. Someone put it in there. Well, and guess what? Uh, yeah, it's awesome. But yeah, yeah, just one thing to finish off. Ben Bishop, if you ever listen to this, Ben does not have a Wikipedia page. Steve Levine does. So there. Bam. Whoa. What? Ben does not have a book, which is funny because you have to have like credited things in news. He's had enough credited things to him that someone yeah. just needs to create it. And I'm surprised there's not a bitch kid out there who hasn't created one yet oh, for I'm him. Really shocked but it, it, I'm, it should be a multimedia experience. The bitch kids should have taken control of that and done that, that their due diligence. Maybe they're, they're off on an assassination and they can't yes, you know, exactly. have time for this. They're, they're uh, getting There's sacrifices something. for Ben. They're getting something disparaging about young Ben. Oh, no, no. Father Ben Bishop. Bishop now. Um, and, uh, and they had to go kill him. You know, go. Yeah, that's a, they're done. So, yes, yes. <laughs> but uh, it's something Steve... like Mission Impossible. That's yeah. what I picture. You know, should you, fish kids, should you choose to accept, you know, accept this mission? <laughs> That's what you get in the box. You didn't know that yeah, when you so get in the bish box, you open it up. Box and the bish box starts smoking and catches on fire, then whatever's near it catches on fire. Yeah, fire. Then the lawsuit and all that stuff, but whatever. Yeah, well, the bish boxes are big, so. Anyway. Yeah, it's so exactly. Not, hey, Ben, I hope you enjoyed that little talk about you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, I appreciate you taking time out of the day to talk about sure, turtles yes. and everything over here on the podcast. Uh, we'll have you back at some time in the future, but again, thank you so much and keep up the great yes. work turtle fans around the world oh. thank you for all the input you had over the years I always and... have to do it for a fellow mainer you know yes, hey, exactly sure enough, god damn it that was wicked yeah, exactly. shot wicked kinga happy to do it okay this is divulging <laughs> to something we don't want like we're, we're going too far now <laughs> yes yes our main accent stuck kicking in yes exactly like stephen king movie that's awesome thank you steve <laughs> all right we'll see you justin